Hi, my name is Lynn, and I'm the creator of the blog, Living Large in a Small House. I'm passionate about decorating, entertaining, cooking, gardening, and organizing. Basically, everything that makes a house a home. I'm the wife of the handiest man in the whole world, and I call him handy on my blog. I'm mom to three grown kids, Kenny, who lives in LA, Annie, who lives in Dallas, and my youngest, Emma, who lives with us in the northwest suburbs of Chicago. So thanks for listening and tagging along as we live large in our small house. Welcome back to another episode of Living Large Podcast. I'm so excited to welcome my special guest, my partner in crime, my sidekick, and my daughter, Emma. Thank you for having me on the podcast. It's been so long. I've just been so busy. Yeah, what have you been up to, Emma? Um, I actually have been busy. Um, what have I been up to? Working. Can't wait for retirement. <laughs> Living at home with my parents. Cooking um, dinner every Tuesday. Yeah, which is like stressful enough. I can't imagine cooking myself dinner every single day but with that being said I think I'm moving in July to Chicago it's been a long time coming and I've got everyone skeptical of the move and if it's gonna happen and if and when it's gonna happen and so I just really gotta kick it into high gear find a place hey if you know of somebody that leases apartments in Chicago send them my way because we're on the lookout we will miss you terribly, but I totally understand why you want to fly the coop. I mean, honestly, I mean, I've totally talked about this so many times, but it's just such an era of life that I'll never get back. And I'm so grateful that we had to have, we got to have these like few months together, truly. Yeah, it has been really special, but it, you have also missed a lot. I think COVID was two years of really kind of crummy search yeah. situation for you college your I don't know if I missed bread. that oh well like in the grand scheme of things yeah but like since I've been home I mean I go out no and you have a really good attitude about the whole thing and you so far seriously you haven't well I given did us COVID even though you've oh. had it three times yourself yeah um the third time was here I was here but we had already prepared for it it was right, New Year's right. Eve. We, we just knew. So I stayed in the back, and then sure enough, I got COVID. So good, good thing it was really mild, and I was sick for like three or four days, barely even sick. Um, I wouldn't even call it a sickness if COVID wasn't a thing. Um, not that it isn't a sickness, but like, you know, those well, really mild you, cold you have, symptoms. You have both, both vaccines, and, a, and you've been boosted. Yeah. So... This was way less than when you had it the first two times. The first time was unvaccinated. Yeah. No, both times were unvaccinated, right? Correct. Before that was even available. Yes. So I'm so glad and grateful that I got to get my vaccine and my booster shot, and I'm I'm ready for round four. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to get mine either. As soon as they tell me, I'm, I'm there. Even though I have a one 24-hour bad day. I mean, it's so different. Yeah. Plus, it's just like there's something about the, the mind. It's like I don't know if this is the right term, but like the placebo effect of like knowing that it's not actually a sickness to me 
doesn't like enhance it as much because I know that like this too shall pass. Like if I actually had COVID, I feel like my mind and my anxiety makes things. I mean, I went to the hospital for no reason when I had COVID, but like when, well, I mean, I went when it to, was just sickness from the vaccine, yeah. you mean, then it's, you, it doesn't bother you as much. No. Yeah. I guess I kind of feel the same way, even though I feel, I, I think I feel the crappiest of all of us Yeah, from the vaccine. But anywho, speaking of putting toxic chemicals into our body. Not That's that not a va- toxic no, chemical. Not that, no, no, not that the vaccine but is But just things all. that the layman wouldn't necessarily know is going into their body, you know? Right. Not right. saying it's bad. I don't know what's in it. But you can look it up and find I out. I mean, I could look it up, yeah. but like, and same with these are, things, you know? Well, except this stuff is hidden, and people don't tell us about this. Doctors... You can find out what's in a COVID vaccine in two seconds. Yeah. Even with these ingredients and... Okay, so we're... Back it up. Back it up. Back it up. Yeah, because today we're going to talk about something that we actually have chatted about in the past. Um, And that's the stuff we put on our skin that gets absorbed into our bodies. And up until now, we've yet to really do anything about it. We're careful about what we put it... What we ingest... And yet, oh we, yeah, food wise. But yet we we forget about our skin, which is the largest organ in our body. I know. And we put all kinds shit of shit on. I on lather yeah. ten things up on yeah. my body. So we both watched the docu series "Not So Pretty" on HBO Max, and it was wouldn't you say it was pretty eye opening? Oh my god, it was it scared me. I almost I had to go change my pants after. <laughs> So it's a four-part series, and who's it? Who's it? Kiki Palmer, or Miss Kiki D. She narrates it, or Miss Kiki P. Yes, she narrates it. And there's four parts. First one is makeup. Second one is nail products. The third one is fragrances, which is kind of all-encompassing because fragrances are in everything. everything. And then it kind of finished up with hair products. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna follow along and kind of talk about what our takeaway from each, all of it in yeah. each segment. Give you the rundown. Yeah, makeup. Um, my takeaway from that that the biggest thing in makeup that we need to avoid is talc, because talc is mined, like it's a mineral that's yeah. mined, and it is always near asbestos. And there is hardly a situation where you can have talc and not have asbestos. Yeah. And if you know anything about asbestos and the lawyers who pop on TV commercials, like if you've been... You or anyone you know that's been in Flip, Michigan. and that's That has died from um, mesothemi- thel- mesothelioma, which is a cancer caused by asbestos. Let us know. But here's the deal. Well, don't it's let us know. It's in our makeup. And yeah. one of the things was Claire's makeup was a big thing. And kids, I know you guys used to put that on your face. I used to buy that We went to you. Libby Lou for my birthday party. Which is probably the same junk. It is. Yeah. yeah. It's the same exact junk. And um, I just want to add real quick that they had specifically noted that even if the package says talc without asbestos that's it's just not true 
No. Yeah, and here's the reason the reason why the FDA doesn't re- regulate any of the things we use on our skin. Um, <laughs> they can't force recalls, and they can only recommend voluntary recalls. And the biggest thing from that segment was they highlighted Johnson and Johnson, which is baby powder that we all use. I used it on my kids, not so much, thank goodness. Um, but it's still available today, not in the U.S., only the... Um, Africa and Asia. Yeah, Africa and Asia, they're still selling it um, in other areas. But baby powder that we have is um, cornstarch-based in the U.S. But talc is in everything else. And mm-hmm. there was a girl, there was two different people... One was a young girl, only 26 years old, who started wearing makeup as a young kid. Her mom kind of encouraged her love of makeup and would buy her things. And she went on to be a cosmetologist, basically. A makeup artist. A makeup yeah. artist. And she was diagnosed with mesothelioma. And then there was a older gentleman who is a OB-gyne, and he... Said he used Johnson and Johnson baby powder from the time he was a little kid. He put it in his shoes. He put it in his, you know, yeah, everywhere. everywhere. And he all his cracks and crevices, yeah, all his cracks and crevices. You know, powdered up his own kids with it. Told his told his patients to use Johnson, yeah, and, Johnson and Johnson. And now he's got mesothelioma. Yeah, now he's got mesothelioma and doesn't know how much longer he has to live. So he's out there, like, doing his part to spread the word. Well, and here's the thing. These big corporations can afford to have these genius PR companies that will get you out. I mean, they work with BP when the oil spill happened in the Gulf of Mexico. You know, they work with these companies that can maneuver their, their way out of these sticky situations so people... Or not people. Corporations feel like they can get away with stuff like this. And they do. They find ways out. Johnson & Johnson went big. got a subsidiary in Texas that said that they're only liable for, like, such and such a dollars yeah, and in then, the fine print. And then declared their big company bankrupt. Which, when you're bankrupt, you can't pay and, back lawsuits or something right. like that. And, and they, they're liable for $40 billion in lawsuits but they're also a multi-hundred billion dollar company yeah, so even if they plus yeah so even if they had to pay out their 40 billion they still are making money the ceo's not worried about where right right <laughs> and they're still marketing this horrible stuff yeah, to predominantly to people of color people of color it really is harmful and they market them specifically because they know, and there's internal memos that say things like, market to them because their demographics won't come after us till it's too, you know, they won't have the money to hire a lawyer or they won't have money to go to the doctor and find out what's really wrong with them. Yeah. It's insane and scary. And and they won't even have, even if they do go to the doctor, you know, there's... A lack of representation and advocation for these people. Right. So, yeah. yeah I mean, and they also said makeup with cornstarch. That's a good alternative instead of talc. So, if you see 
something that advertises cornstarch, that's a great alternative. Yeah, and we're going to share with you after we go through the four different segments some ways that you can find out right when you're in the aisle what's in whether a product is good or bad when you're making a purchase. So after the makeup, then the next thing they talked about was nail products. And this was this segment to me was just disturbing on so many levels because the Korean community who and Cambodian. And Cambodian who immigrated here during Vietnam War and after, they went into the nail salon industry and they created a way for them to support their families because it was primarily women and children who came over here. And this was a way that they could work, make money, even with the language barriers and everything else that they had um, to face when they were in the United States. And in fact, they talked about Tippi Hedren, who I know who she is, but a lot of listeners might not. You, The only way you would know her if you're younger is that she's Melanie Griffith's mom and Dakota Johnson. Johnson's grandma. grandma. And um, she was the one who actually started teaching them. She went to a refugee camp she in California. had her nail talks teach all of these women how to give a good manicure and pedicure. And so... I mean, these women were taught, and their families were taught, you know, keep your head down, be, you know, have good work ethic, work as hard as you can, and you'll maybe survive in this country. Um, there was, they were met with so much racism and so much um, neglect, I guess, and they weren't, they weren't welcome, really, by right, us. Right, So, this was like their in. Right, but then uh, there's people who've been doing, who have done studies on these women and they have such a high instance of health issues including I mean they couldn't the people were saying they can't even like think they can't stand for very long they can't breathe right they have cancers diabetes heart disease and that's just a few of the symptoms that were they were having one gal was talking about how her mom's skin was just like peeling off her hands and they did air quality tests with the the chemicals that are in nail polish especially cheap nail polish and it was it was something nobody should be smelling all day long and some of these women they said work 12 14 hours a day seven um, seven days days a week. week like the makeup products you know they would have meetings with opi i don't know if it's specifically opi and I'm sure, I'm sure they've got issues with their nail polish, so I don't feel bad using them as, as an example. But, like, the CEO and all of them had a meeting with these women who are kind of starting an uproar for the nail tech community, mm-hmm. and they straight up lied to them. They said, there is nothing unsafe about our nail products, and... Um, they, they, again, they hired these really smart PR people and lawyers and they were able to kind of maneuver their way around. And to this day, they're still selling this crap. I mean, yeah. And it's, and these products have all kinds of endocrine, I think I'm saying it right, endocrine, endocrine, endocrine disrupting chemicals 
which causes in, um, fertility issues. And there was a real high instance of fertility issues, miscarriages, fetal malformations in these women who were breathing these fumes. And yeah. even there was a, a, a OB gynecologist who um, said in, you know, in his community of these women, he was seeing all this stuff. And he kind of put it together too. And that's why they are banded together. Band- he, he said, sorry, he said instances where women would just be like, I can't breathe. I yeah. literally can't breathe. And they have no representation. They have nothing. Right. So the message, though, was don't stop getting your nails done because this is their livelihood. This is their livelihood. But go to places that are about, you know, shopping clean products, um, non-toxic products, go local. The ones who are paying, you know, where a manicure isn't $12. Yeah. For, you know, you sitting there for an hour and it only costs $12. That just doesn't make sense that the salon can pay their overhead, pay their employees, pay their insurance, pay their rent, you know, everything involved. And these people are making a halfway decent living. It just isn't happening. Plus, they're buying the cheapest products out there to keep their overhead as low as they can, was what they said. I know. I just, I don't know if, like, the strategy is, like... Yeah, I don't know what the right strategy is Well, no, I'm saying, like, I don't think that they should be, like, not have work because that's just what they're trying to do to make some money. I think... And it really no matter what tip well it's a it's a somebody is literally pulling your nails out of your skin and getting all the gunk underneath your toes like if you can't afford to tip a nice tip then you can't afford to get your nails done right you shouldn't be allowed to get your nails done especially if you're doing it every week yeah no that's not fair it's just not fair so tip well. Don't not go to the nail salons because really, even though there's chemicals in this stuff, it's hurting the workers and, you know, affecting them way more than it's affecting us in the big scheme of things. Yeah. So that's kind of what we got from the nail segment. Then the next one was about fragrance. And this is going to be a short talk because it basically, it was a long, long conversation and especially because there was a gal who's a doctor in there and she told about her her story, which we're going to talk kind of about at the end. But fragrances alone in your products is a red flag. That one thing, if you see fragrance, avoid it if you can. Because they can hide all kinds of chemicals under the name mm-hmm. of fragrance mm-hmm. and you have absolutely no idea what's in it. Yeah. And the list of chemicals is very long. We can't pronounce most of them, but we're going to list them because we took snapshots of all of it. We're going to list them all in the show notes. And I'm going to do a blog post probably in the next couple weeks, and I'm going to make some um, cheat sheets, printouts that you can access if you're a friend of livinglargeinasmallhouse.com. Cheat sheets that you can print out that one list all the bad chemicals and two i will put on there the apps that you can download on your um phone 
that you can scan products when you're in the store and find out what whether they're good That's or bad. That's a good idea. I like that. And then the third thing I'm going to do is pl- a plastic recycling chart because that was an eye-opener for <laughs> me. Because even though we eat well in our house, um, like I drink I won't drink water out of our well. I drink water out of a plastic bottle. Not like a not like a small little bottle. I buy once a, one yeah, serving. Yeah, not one serving. But like gallons. But the plastic that I still not good. It's not good. I mean there are some that are better, but of course my water bottle is was bad in, in the bad category. Yeah, large right. water bottles and water cooler bottles is in the... Sam, why did you just let me say all that? What? Um, well, good thing it's not a single use, it's well, a sing- gallon. Single use is, it. there's a big deal about that too, just with landfill. Yeah. You know, because I go through so much water, I'd be throwing away seven or eight bottles a day if I did single use. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's not, it's not a bad thing. What if I... you just, like, used the water from our fridge and then got like a dropper with like alkaline drops because i don't for some reason i don't like the taste of our water oh, but come it's, on. it might be mental so yeah, i'm going i think i'm going to try ridiculous. because we do have filters on our water yeah that's mental um, okay so then go ahead with no, the fourth one okay hair products So, this was just, like, the same thing as, what was the one that was just, like, one? The one product that they, Diva Curl. Yeah, but, yeah, it's kind of just, like, Johnson & Johnson. It was just, like, one product that was the poster child for all these other products because they're so similar and all these hair products have, a lot of the times, the same exact ingredients or, you know, interchanged they focused on Diva Curl, but they said most of all hair products have the same yeah. chemicals. So Diva Curl is um, became really big when natural curly hair was like the thing. After you know, women's you know straighten their hair, and the big the the dream was to look you know more Caucasian with the hair, and then women with curly hair, Caucasian and women of color decided to embrace their curls and. Well, and what's interesting about that is because they were tired of putting the chemicals from straighteners, which probably from just having it put on your hair and smelling it, they knew that straightener products were bad for their hair. So they went natural. Yeah, Yeah, so they were doing these like straightment chemical treatments like every four to six weeks for years on end and they were like ruining their hair. And then they went natural, and these poor women, you know, they think they're doing it right. They're like, finally, we've got this good product that feels great. My hair has never been shinier, no breakage, yada, yada. And then it's like a, a after everyone, it's almost like everyone started using it at the same time, and that took like the same amount of time to really like get into their bodies and into their bloodstream and really get inside of them and then that's when like the comments on these influencer youtube videos would show up where all these women are like is it normal that my hair is falling out is it normal that i have rashes is it normal that i have acne is it normal that i literally am depressed that i can't like get up is it normal that i I don't have a period anymore that i can't hear out of my ears like crazy, crazy crazy 
side effects that were happening. But, like, again, this is just, like, the poster child. And they said it over and over again so people realize it's not just Diva Curl. We're just using that as an example of the crap that's out there that they're marketing to you, that they're selling to you for your makeup, for your fragrances, for your hair product, for your everything, for your nails. And it's full of chemicals, and you shouldn't be putting it on the largest organ in your body, your skin. Yeah, and I kind of had the same situation. I started using Function of Beauty. It's a Target brand, and they've got the best. I, You know, it's $10. I was broke in college, and I was like, it must be good. I mean, they have a different product if you have curly hair, if you have straight hair, if you have wavy hair. So they must know their shit if they've got all these different formulas and you could like pick out these pods, like literally like a pod that you stick in your washer and you squeeze in the chemical that's like um, extra hydration or heat protectant and you squeeze it into your shampoo bottle and you shake it up and it's like this kind of mass customization marketing Mm -hmm. tactic that they use. I totally was like caught in this scheme. And then I was losing so much hair. I mean, I didn't have patches going, but enough that it was very noticeable. It wasn't right. And, um, my hair was just fraying. It was so dry and brittle. And then I, sure enough, I go on TikTok because that's where everyone is like, that's the new hot take of products and stuff. Mm -hmm. Everyone does it. So, and then it's like, people are showing bags of their hair that have come out from this product and bald spots and crying and like, don't know where to turn. And like, you know, you're just a small fish and up against these big sharks companies that have the money they have the resources to cover their ass well you're the one that gets effed over because they can't afford or they don't care enough to make a well-rounded product and it probably had this formaldehyde that's in all of this stuff that was in the diva curl right um well yeah. and what what's interesting emma mentioned that it was cheap but they did point out several several times don't let price fool you just because it's expensive doesn't mean it's okay yeah so we have to be our own advocates for what we're buying and for what we want and marketing is so powerful if anything i feel like the price more would be like if i was a marketer and like a scheming conniving marketer i am a marketer but for these like for good not evil and you're you're yeah (laughs) for i'm a good marketer but like you know, in these big corporations, they're probably like, look at us. We raise the price. Price goes along with the idea that it's better. Yeah. Yeah. So not only can we spend way less money putting in this shit product, but the margins will be so good because we're tricking them into thinking that they're buying this luxury item that will give the results that your your wallet paid for. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So here's what we found, here's what we know, and here's what we gleamed from this four-part series. There's three apps that you can download on your phone. One is called Skin Deep, one is called Detox Me, and one is called Clearia, and it's spelled C-L-E-A-R-Y-A. And I will absolutely put all these in the show notes so you can look. I don't downloaded two of them. The Detox Me one has worked the best for me so far. Um, 
I downloaded none of them. I downloaded the EWG Healthy Living. So you can scan your products and find out if they're okay to use. The other thing we found and heard on every single of the four series parts was avoid plastic packaging. If And if you must, the recycle symbols 3, 6, and 7 are bad, 2, 4, and 5 are not are okay what did they say they said two four five stay alive yeah so that it was kind of like a little rhyme and then this was the thing that i was like oh my gosh i didn't know this that bpas we all know about bpas and everything is advertised as bpa free all they did for most of those situations was replaced it with a worse chemical like BPF and BPAF. Mm-hmm. And so it can they say... said like a thousand times worse. Yeah, a thousand times worse. Like putting a dropper into a... Oh, putting a dropper of these bad chemicals into a pool. Like one drop into the so a swimming pool. It's all it took. It's all it took to be really bad, really, harmful. really harmful yeah. to us. Yeah. Yeah, so um, again, marketing companies aggressively target black and brown communities because they can get away with it, which that was such an eye-opening I mean, I'm not surprised at all. Nobody advocates, or not as many people advocate for black and brown people, and they're not given as great of education on all this stuff as, you know, we are. And And they take advantage of that. And I guess... I, and they go to the doctor, and the doctor is racist there. So they're yeah. like, we know that. These companies know that. Yeah. And that, that part was, to me, I'm not surprised either. I was just... Saddened. Saddened. That's a that's a really good word, Emma. I was just, it just made me really sad. Yeah. That, that, and they have it in documents, internal documents yeah. in these companies. Like, that, this is what we need to be doing. Johnson & Johnson, when they wanted to test the amount of talc, if it was harmful, they went to, was it a Virginia or Pennsylvania state prison? And they forced men, mostly um, black men, black men, to they did ins- inject them with this talc, and they all were in incredible pain and very injured and... Died and had cancer, all yeah. kinds of things. So, yeah. I mean, that yeah. doesn't seem ethical to me. That seems like murder. Right. And then here's the point that was brought up also throughout, kind of scattered throughout all four um, series, was never before has there been a fertility situation like we see now. And I know when I was trying to have babies back in the day there you know i would know one person maybe who was having some fertility issues it's hard to tell because i they feel like it's so prevalent now and they even said doctors were saying well, it is doctors, so prevalent now yeah. it also doesn't help that like back in the day no one talked about it and now today there's like full-on movements but i'm not saying that it isn't exponentially worse well, and one of the gals in the series was a doctor, and her husband, when they they weren't getting <laughs> pregnant, went 
to get his sperm checked. And no, he had, she had to do a clinical oh, rotation right. and said, can you give, give me, me some sperm of your sample. sperm because I'm going to look at under a micro- microscope for this activity. And everyone had like thousands of sperm swimming around and she had none. And he like picked her up from school and was like, how do I tell the love of my life, the person that I want to be, the father of my children, that we may not have kids because he legitimately had no sperm in his semen. Right. And they got t- then they got their blood tested, and they both had high levels of these endocrine-disrupting chemicals in their system. A.K.A. fragrance. A.K.A. fragrance. So they threw out everything. With fragrance. With fragrance in their house. She said, including garbage bags. Like yeah. she said, I, nothing comes into our home that has any kind smell. of fragrance. Or, or fragrance. smell. Yeah. yeah. And after they, they, years, seven, seven years of getting clean, getting clean. It's so true true, though. And it's sad because, you know, we're just trying our, we're just trying our best. Yeah. And after seven years via IVF, because he only had some Enough to be captured and put into her uterus. Having, well, probably had. Because she was 36 weeks pregnant in the thing. So. And I'm sure the thing didn't come. I'm sure she got interviewed a long while yeah, before yeah. this So was... she's finally had a baby. Yeah. It? Yeah. But they also talked about writing your congressperson to support Safer Beauty Bill package, which there is lobbyists who are lobbying against the, this for all these big companies. Well, yeah. Everyone's got stake in them. Right. And so they want... They want to cover themselves and their families, obviously, like everything else. And then here, this was a big one for me. This one was another one that really kind of hurt my heart. There's also a petition that we can sign, and I'm I'm definitely going to do it this week. It's called the Crown Act, which prohibits employers from discriminating against workers because of their hair type. So it's a law that you cannot discriminate against somebody because of their color or their race or their you know, religion, religion all, that stuff. all that stuff. But you, there's nothing that says that if their hair is nappier, their hair is curlier, if then their they're is, not that up they, to dress code, that, basically is what they're saying. Right, and they get fired. And they were talking about how women wear wigs to interviews to get jobs, and then when yeah. they show up with their real natural hair, suddenly they're fired. And I had not, I maybe I'm ignorant and showing my white privilege right now, but I... You go, girl. I'm I proud was of you. so, so <laughs> embarrassed that this is what's... I mean, there's so many things I'm embarrassed about our country right now and men in power in general <laughs> that I can't... That's hard, a whole nother conversation. Yeah, that's a whole nother conversation. But this is just one more thing. I am. Oh, my goodness. What I the know. heck? I know. It's so, like this Aryan society that they're anything less is just not what they want. It's insane. Yeah. And that came up because of the hair. Right. That came up in the hair thing because these women were, that's when they kind of messed up their hair from the get-go with the straightening and, you know, whatever products they were putting in their hair in order to look right more white and then then when they were kind of all ganging together and saying let's embrace our curly hair and using these products and having their hair literally fall out 
you know, that went down a whole nother yeah. rabbit hole. So I personally, I watched, I've watched the show twice. I watched it about a month ago and I, the very first thing I did was throw out my shampoo because I feel like it goes on the top of your head, you scrub it in. And then when you're rinsing it under the shower, it like goes, goes on your body. Your body. Yeah, yeah. So I started kind of from the head down and I replaced my shampoo and believe it or not, I found a product on my, on my apps. It's one you can buy it at Walgreens. She'll put it in the show I'll notes. I'll put it in the show notes. You can buy it at Walgreens. You can buy it at your local Target. It's not terribly expensive, but it, and it has the little... Oh, Herbal Essence. Herbal Essence, yes, but a specific... Moroccan? I think it might have been Moroccan or some, that kind of oil. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll definitely put it in, my, in the show notes. So I started there, and then I also threw out all my face like products, like my creams, because I don't really wear makeup hardly at all anymore, mm-hmm. but I do slather my face with like a, my a hair. A serum? With an oil and a serum, and Just I wash so you my... Can cut off on bed and feel like you really did it and yeah and my skin is, care of my yourself. skin is as i age it's so dry i need to put yeah. something that's you know moisturizing on my face and i mean literally you can use olive oil you can use grapeseed oil you can use coconut oil you, you can, can use, use a, a stick of butter of, yeah no well, i wouldn't say butter but you can use a lot of oils <laughs> But I like WD forty. Yeah, no, that's something really that you that feels kind of luxurious has a little. Th- these actually, the only scent in them are from um, natural things like essential oils that are in them. So I threw out my shampoo, my oh, Cerave. I just did a scan on my Cerave moisturizer that works wonders, and it was like a three out of ten. Yeah, so it was good. So far, I've only I've only bought. Because I I wanted to do my face, I only bought ones, and my deodorant was my deodorant was a three. And, oh, good. Um, the one that I use for I have two deodorants: one that I use on my armpits, and one that I've talked about before. I use it under my boobs because it mm-hmm. just helps me from creating rashes quite frankly she's and got that some was... big old melons right on that <laughs> and um, on that front and that one was a one so i was pretty excited about that but yeah. you actually have another situation well You're... so i went on the ewg healthy products app that i have and when i looked at just their recommendations instead of before i scanned any of my products i looked at their recommendations and the first deodorant they had was the Beauty Counter, the Clean Dio, it's called. I've used it twice. Not only does it have, like, really good ingredients with no, like, endocrine issues mm-hmm. or any sort of, like, can- carcinogen or anything like that. Um, and the allergy height isn't that bad. But I sweat so much, I can't, like... I have the worst luck with it. So I've found myself back to the dove. So that this is my two cents and I wanted to add. It stinks for us people that, you know, like, say you have acne and you need, like, a full coverage solution and you need those, like, big companies that can afford to put out those products that not even just, like, afford, but, like, 
will use the bad chemicals to get the right full coverage or whatever you need to give it to you. And so I think it just stinks for us. We're trying our darndest to, you know, have a freaking kid and live to 90 years old, but also, like, these are what the products that work best are. So I say if there's something that, you know, you can't, seem to get in the groove with I'm not saying don't try it because I really think that like you know it takes a while for your body to acclimate to something and really especially like deodorant or soap or getting your pH level right um if it really isn't doing the job for you like maybe you do kind of stick with like a less healthy more dove but then like you said we were talking about this earlier the things that you can do better on you know, use, do better on them to kind of compensate for the lack of healthiness going on in your right more chemically right. pro right more because, chemical product. I mean, the more you can cut out, the better off you are. So you're right. not just it's bombarding not like, your body with all this bad yeah, stuff. Yeah, and it's not an all or nothing thing right. at all. And I also think it's a process. None of us are. I got to be honest. I'm not interested in changing my foundation. It had the it had. The, one of the worst things on the thing, on my Dior Forever foundation. I'm obsessed with it. I just got it. $60. I'm going to use it up. But you and I don't put makeup on it. Oh, yeah. I put a makeup on, like, once a week or every other week. Yeah. We, I don't, I put it on once a month, sometimes longer than that. I think when we went to that wedding was the first time I've worn makeup in, yeah. Oh my gosh. Months and months and months. But it, I think it's a process. And, you know, you can't replace, most people can't just throw everything out and replace it all. And yeah. I think it, like you said too, it's sometimes a process finding what's going to work for you, giving it a, a fair shake. Yeah. So your body can acclimate and get used to it. Um, but I think when you've run out of something, Look for a healthy alternative when you're yeah. replacing it. Don't just go for the stuff that, you know, you've been doing. And I have a few things to say. So I was scanning myself. I want everyone to know that I was, I found something interesting. The It's a 10 leave-in conditioner that everyone knows that purple bottle with the pink top. I know everyone my age has either tried it or is using it right now or has used it, you know, plans on using it. It was a 10 out of 10 on the bad scale. Reproductive, worst. Carcinogen-wise, there was, like, it was pretty prevalent. And I'm, like, and then I started thinking to myself, like, why do I use this? And I don't really see the the impact, the good impact on it. Um, I use it because it just seemed like the, the thing, thing that do. people were using. So it's not like I really needed to do it and I'm going to, that's one of the things that I'm okay with taking out of my routine because it, I don't even think it really benefited me that much. I think the thing that benefited me the most in my hair routine is stop, I'm not washing my hair every day now. I wash it once a week and that's the other thing. Sometimes it's just like laying off and saying goodbye altogether. You know, sometimes my skin is really good when I don't wash my face for a long time and I just, like, let my oils balance out. My sister Annie doesn't use any soaps in her cracks and crevices. She just uses water, and it took a while. 
And granted, everyone's body is different, but her pH, like, completely balanced out. And now she virtually has, like, no smell naturally. And no issues. Like, and no issues, infections like, infections and all that stuff. Yeah, um, one thing I've been doing is not using conditioner at all. I've been using um, vinegar with the mother, and I just mix vinegar and water together, and I dump it over my head, and my hair feels so silky and soft after I do that. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. So um, the last thing I think we want you to just kind of noodle over was that the United States has only 11 chemicals that are banned, period. (laughs) Yeah. And European countries have over 1,300 chemicals. The EU. Yeah. yeah, That are banned. So I think that just kind of puts things into perspective. Yeah. That's, you know, we're not experts. I literally just watched this, you know, thing and have done research since then. But, and we're not claiming to be experts. We're just trying to help you because clearly the people that are in charge and these big companies that run the United States of America aren't looking out for us. They don't care about me and you. They care about money. And so that's what's most important is being your own advocate. And like my mom said, when you run out of a product, just look around. Yeah, and do your research. Go around your room and scan all your products that have a barcode on them and one of the apps that we mentioned and just like, Take it into consideration. Right. Because, I don't know. Well, and especially young people like you who plan to have a family, plan to raise their kids. They were talking about how some of these chemicals not only are in your body, they're in your genes so that you're going to pass them on to your children and your children's children. Because when you're born, you're born with a finite amount of sperm. You're born with a finite amount of eggs. Well, not a finite amount of sperm, but like finite amount of eggs, all that is already inside a fetus. And so if they're exposed to you, their reproductive right. organs I mean, are exposed to you. We could go on you. and on because they talked about that too, like test, the testing the blood of brand new babies. And already they, have all already these chemicals. Already have chemicals in their body. Yeah. It's scary. It's yeah. downright scary. But we will leave you with that to noodle on. And um, it was great to have you, Emma, again. I missed you on the podcast. But you never had a conversation flow this well. No, no, not at all. <laughs> it was so fake. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it was good to be back. I liked this topic. I hope you guys did, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's one that definitely spans the I know generation because I'm as concerned as you are concerned yeah and Um, it's like the tip of the iceberg like I said we have we're not this isn't our livelihood of like researching this like we have so much more to learn and we probably didn't get I say I think everything we did say was accurate but like there's we're not saying we're you know yeah we're certainly no experts and we have that disclaimer we're no experts and our Our only message is do your homework. Yeah. And advocate for yourself. And advocate for yourself, exactly. And stop using it's a 10. (laughs) Leave-in hair conditioner. Thanks for listening to another episode of Living Large Podcast, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the podcast, Living Large in a Small House. If you enjoyed the podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave these ladies a five-star rating. Check the show notes for any links and contact information. 
Also, visit livinglargeinasmallhouse.com to become a VIP member, which entitles you to the free resource library. And remember that love grows best in a small house.